I woke up again this morning, and I walked outside. I immediately heard the sounds of sirens. What happened to this city? What kind of class of criminal? Robs old ladies and old men. They used to have dignity. Now all they have is pocket change and groceries. I want to clean up this town. But first, I have to brush my teeth. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Yes, Have Some Podcast. It's hot, and I'm ready to talk about it. Cool. I mean, it's been hot for a very long time, but I feel like this summer is just going and going and going, and I'm sweating, and I hate it, but that's okay, because I'm going to talk about some fun stuff tonight. Welcome to Yes, Have Some Podcast. Yeah. My name's Craig Goldberg. Abigail Gardner, what's up? I'm great. I'm trying to keep it cool over here, (laughs) not focus on the heat so much. Uh, Jake, how are you, man? I'm pretty good, but you know, I, I got to tell you, every time you do the intro, yeah, I have like a weird. Have you ever like? Do you ever get like weird compulsions? Like, like have you ever like gone to a play and been like, God, I could just scream in the middle of this play, and it would just be the worst <laughs> thing ever. Yeah, but, but you, for some reason, yeah. every time, for some reason, every time you do the intro and you start talking, I just want to start doing it with you because I feel like it's usually. You know, hello everybody. Welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast. I'm your host Craig Goldberg. With me, as always, you know what I mean. It's like yeah. the same kind yeah. of. So maybe I should and, change and, it. And up. I just wanted. Well, I'm not saying. You, well, I mean, you you didn't do it exactly the same this time, but it's just hearing that all the time. It's like I want to jump in and say it too. Yeah. But then I'm like, don't because that will derail what we're doing. I'm gonna derail you right don't now. Do that. I feel like you do might you- be. I think Jake has catastrophic thoughts. No, I think Jake is probably an inch too close to the microphone because I'm getting like a puff. Oh, are we doing some <laughs> yeah. of that? Well, I, yeah. us- I usually yell at Abby. So no, this week puff, 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 puff. I was doing this thing today where I'm mobile um, right now. I'm in a moving chair. I, real- I realized last time we were recording that if I take my headphones off, yeah, I, I don't, I, I can't, like, it's weird hearing my, um, the audio, like with this new microphone, uh-huh. the we're just gonna we're just gonna do some technical talk. Let's really do quick. it. I was Let's, about to say, mine keeps unplugging. The Geek People Squad. Wanna, <laughs> who wants uh, to help? I noticed one time I took like with my other microphone. If I took my headphones off, I no longer hear you because it comes through the headphones. But right. with new microphone, it comes through my TV and it also comes through the headphones. Okay. I'm just not wearing headphones now because I'm like, why do I need to do that? I can hear them in anyway. Nice. That's interesting. Freedom. But not- because of that, but because of that, I don't hear my own voice through the headphones. Gotcha. I just hear it. So I got really close to the microphone. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I'm surprised that we're not getting weird echo or feedback if you can hear it through your TV. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's that's how it is. So okay. Up <laughs> oh, there it is. I just heard my voice say okay. <laughs> Cool. So are we going to keep this or? No, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. It doesn't always happen. Um, yeah. So anyways, well, that was a technical talk with yeah. Yes Have Some Podcast. Welcome to Overcoming Technical Difficulty with YHS. Um, well, I hope everybody's having a wonderful week. I know that I am. We got so much going on. It's crazy. So let's go ahead and uh, plug what we need to plug here before we get started. Listen, I want everybody to go to our YouTube channel. Still putting a lot of content up, doing the toy anxiety. Toys are so stressful. Jake, I know I'm trying to think we didn't do a traditional episode last week. So I'm trying to figure out when the last time we commiserated about our toy stress was on a episode. But I know you said that you've been trying to get into your toy room. It's getting stressful. I feel like you're going yeah. through the anxiety like I am. Yeah, well, because just in the last couple of months, 
you know, or, or since the since the Ghostbuster toys started hitting the stores, you know, I picked up, you know, we got the Plasma series, we got the 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 Kenner collection, all the Godzilla versus Kong stuff. It's just kind of been building up in a little pile in the middle of my toy room. <laughs> and my toy room is kind of to, to the to the place where I'm really going to have to do some moving around to try to fit stuff. So, yeah, it's stressful because it's just like. There's just a pile in there right now. It's fun, though. It's kind of like every time you walk in, it's like you're going shopping, even though it's your own stuff. Or it was just your birthday. You know, um, we have a pile for you here, Jake, which we talk <laughs> about every episode, too. So yeah. piles are growing. Jake's pile. Uh, it's like a uh, pile. What is that? Anyways, I'm so tired. Fuck it. Fuck piles. Um, <laughs> what is what is pile? I, no, pile talk. I was thinking Gomer pile. And then I was thinking, is the guy from Full Metal Jacket, his name pile? Hmm. No, they call him Pile at some point. They yeah. they call him Pile because they're making fun of him. They're uh, okay. calling him Gomer. Oh, we should get a okay. I want a okay. That's what I want. I want a picture of a pile of toys, and I want it to say Pile on it. That's what I want somebody no, to make this, me. This that's not worth it. Okay. I don't know if that's gonna make it as much as you think it is. <laughs> I'm trying to like not a big yeah. seller. Remember how good. Don't, don't you don't use one of your art asks on that. Okay. Here's what's you. happening. We're getting sloppy seconds because Craig was podcasting earlier today for work. Yes, so I was. At this point, he's just doing sloppy we're getting his seconds. fumes. Welcome to sloppy seconds. Um so cool. We got a lot of time. I'm sorry. YouTube. <laughs> subscribe to the YouTube channel is what we're saying. We're having a lot of fun. And also I wanted to um plug the Ghostbusters containment unit. They're doing a new signing. With Will Dutchendorf, we had him on, did a quick little interview with him. That guy's funny. It was really nice being, I should say who he is. He was Oscar. Him and his brother Hank were Oscar in Ghostbusters 2. I talked to him once before. Obviously, everybody that listens to this knows, uh, or maybe you don't know, his brother did pass away. Uh, it was it was really sad and really unfortunate kind of circumstances. And we, we talked to him around that time. And it was a pretty heavy listen, definitely different than what we normally do here at YHS. Um, but a couple of years have passed. He's still doing his thing. He runs a karate studio uh, for children out in uh, California and he's doing a signing. So you're, you're going to be able to get your hands on some, uh, some Oscar uh, merch eight by tens. And he said, if he makes a thousand dollars off of it, he will make a YouTube video of himself in a yellow onesie talking about wow. why there needs to be more Oscar action figures. And I want to see that wow. happen more than anything yeah. in the world. Um, um, yes, very down for that. That's cool too that you could talk to him and it was like you know yeah he's a he's fine. a he's a great guy and mm-hmm. I, and he's not somebody who does a lot of like conventions or any conventions. So if you wanted uh, a signed eight by ten or anything signed, I know there's the Diamond Select Vigo figure that came with Oscar. Now here's the thing, he he straight up said there's no way to tell the difference between him and his brother. So you might not even it could be him. It could not be him. It could be the wrong baby you get signed. But either way, it's it's a good time. Um, if you're an autograph collector, check it out. Go to the Containment Unit Facebook page. I know I'm getting uh, – they do like these limited edition cards, and I'm going to get one of those. Um, so, yeah, check Very that cool. out. And, uh, yeah, I don't really have much more to plug. Uh, you probably heard an ad at the beginning of this episode. You're going to be hearing some more ads what? on ESF. Well, more ads and more side projects from Craig. Oh, shut up. I started <laughs> 10 side projects a week. Uh, <laughs> we, we switched over to a, a new podcasting service called Anchor. Um, and, uh, it's allowing us to, uh, partner with, tell them we've already made $3. We've already made $3 off you people. So, so, uh, so Jake, we each get a (laughs) dollar and at the end of the episode, we get to spend it. Yeah. Um, could you imagine if that was a thing, like get on eBay with $1, you couldn't do it. There's nothing after fees or or tax. Can't buy anything for a dollar. Um, but yeah, so you might be hearing some ads here and there. We'll, we'll try not to overrun you with them and maybe we can figure out a way to put the ad free episodes up on uh the patreon feed or something like that but uh i don't have anything else to plug but i did want to uh say uh thank you to everybody for the support it's been a weird year Mm -hmm. but we're getting through it yeah you can get the rolls for your like uh pennies for under a dollar on ebay i just looked that up (laughs) could you imagine buying that hey jake here's a question did you ever roll coins is that something you ever did 
I, I believe I've probably done that once or twice, but um, the sleeves. I feel like coins. Coin, I feel like coin stars have been around for a long time. At yeah, this point. yeah. But if you had a job, like I worked at Chick Fil A, and like you'd have to change and get like the the thick sleeve out and like break it on the machine and Ugh. get all no, the cor- take never, time. I've, no, I've never done that. I my my I loved my stepdad that. yelled at me once for going to Coin Star. He's like, "You're costing yourself big money over there." I'm like, "Listen." None of this is big money. I got it's free money. That's I got, how I feel. I got seven dollars out of Coinstar. Could have been nine fifty. Did you? Did you tell him money's not real? I love that. <laughs> money's not real. No, money it's free. It's not real. Um. Okay. Cool. Oh, my new character. Dude, oh, I don't want to talk about my new character. Let's 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 don't talk about. Let's that, talk dude. about Bill and Ted. This is what I want to talk about. Let's talk about this movie. Let's yeah. talk about Bill and Ted. This is what we're calling Bill and Ted. Talk. Stress. Oh, what'd you say? Bill and Ted talk is what I thought. We did that a long time oh, ago. Oh, that's fun. A Bill and Ted talk. Mm-hmm. Okay, coin that. Okay. Um, Jake, I want to ask you something. When's the last time you watched either Bill and Ted? Like, what's it called? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I almost called it Bill and Ted and Their Excellent Adventure, or Bill and Ted's <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. When's the last time you watched those movies? Um, it has been, so I haven't watched Excellent Adventure in probably years. Uh, Bogus Journey, I probably watched last year and that's the one that I, I will rewatch more often. Right. Um, I'm planning, I'm planning on watching them both sometime this week or whatever before, before, uh, face the music comes out. Yeah. I'm very excited, mm-hmm. uh, uh to revisit those. I mean, we watched Bill and Ted on VHS the other night, but I want to put on Bogus Journey probably tonight or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, it's one of those franchises that when somebody asks me what my favorite franchises are, I don't always say Bill and Ted first. It might not even come to my mind immediately how important and impactful those movies are on me, but they really are. Like those are two movies I watched probably just as much as Ghostbusters or Back to the Future or anything else as a kid. So, you know, we've been looking forward to the possible Bill and Ted 3 for so long, and the circumstances in which it's being released this year, and it's actually coming out basically when it was supposed to come out, and it's kind of the first movie I've looked forward to all year, basically. I mean, not just me, but everybody. So uh, I wanted to just kind of talk a little bit about our thoughts and feelings Going into this movie, because Jake, um, I guess we should say you did not watch the second trailer, correct? I have not. Okay, so we'll we'll, we'll stay away from anything that's kind of like in the trailers. We'll we'll do more like the high level feelings. So, Jake, I'm going to go to you first. Are okay? Are are you nervous? Like, what what is your? We all know that these legacy sequels can be really good, Force Awakens, or really bad, most other ones. <laughs> so, uh. Uh, especially when you're bringing back these characters for the first time in so long. So, what are your what are your feelings? You know, I don't think I feel nervous, but I think the reason I don't feel nervous is because I've kind of just given in to the thought that there's probably no way this movie can be good. Mm. Mm. I want it to be good. I, I I hope I like it. I hope it's great. Um, but it just seems like a first of all, it just seems like a weird franchise to bring back at this point in time uh that first teaser trailer was pretty bad um i i just don't have a whole lot of faith in things maybe in general that's a whole other conversation (laughs) Uh, i'm just nervous i i i I, I don't know like it's like the nervousness has gone away and i'm kind of more in a state of i hope i like I, i am excited to see it um, you're like, I'm just passive. kind of in a state. Yeah. I I'm kind of in a, in a, in more of a mindset where I hope I put this on and I just, I just hope it's fun and I hope it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I'm not like, I don't have like a negative, like I'm not like annoyed about anything or I don't have this like negative outlook towards it. It's just hard for me to think like, Oh, Bill and Ted in 2020, that's going to be good. <laughs> mm-hmm. What what has been good in 2020? Yeah. Like, like what's part? it? But what's it? I, I'm just like confused of what this movie's gonna even be at this point. I think I, I in in what I've read, I, I think I've been able to kind of piece together some some of the basic plot points. But I don't even want to talk about those. I think that I think the thing that 
it's it's one of those things because we take movies so seriously that I have a feeling that if it comes out and it's kind of mediocre and you want to look at it with a critical eye, you're going to get people who go, oh, come on, lighten up. It's just Bill and Ted. And I really don't like that approach to any kind of movies that I like. Like maybe, you know, if you go into like a B horror movie or something that's kind of like so bad it's good, like that's one thing. But that's that's not what this is supposed to be. That's not what the intention of the filmmakers and the actors are. So I know they're trying to make the best movie possible, but I still want to be able to look at it. And if it's great, love it and appreciate it. But if it's not great, still be able to go, Hey, that, that wasn't very good. Yeah, Be realistic. That's, yeah. that's what I, my mood for the moment right now, I'd say I'm quietly hopeful about the movie because I don't want to be over the moon, like attached and excited for, um, something that, yeah. The first trailer was a little bit clunky. It was kind of hard to understand some of the dialogue. So um, when it comes to this, I just – I think that it – I think it's going to benefit from the fact that it is coming out in 2020 and sort of like Palm Springs or anything that's come out during this time. Maybe more people will see it since they're just starved for new content. But – I agree with that. Yeah, but it's – if it's if it doesn't – if it's not actually good, if it's just – if it's a forgettable movie, um, then – I don't think that's going to like tarnish the franchise. I would, I would, I don't think it's going to take away from the first two movies. I do think that the first um, Bill and Ted movie was a surprisingly smart and funny movie though, which it was definitely like you could write it off from the beginning, but when you watch it, you're like, Oh, this is kind of deep and for like sort of heady, smart people. So I'm hoping that there's still some of that in this movie where it's not just like placating or I know Jake, you've mentioned this before, but like being, just like overly PC for PC's sake of like, that's, well, look at the times we're in now and look how much things have changed. Cause that's never yeah. like a good reason I, to make a I, movie. I mean, I guarantee you this movie is going to be like that. I mean, how, how can it not? Yeah. How can it not? It's there's, um, and then I think about like, cause Kevin Smith was raving about it and crying after seeing it. And that kind of reminds me of like the Jay and Silent Bob reboot where it's like, when that came out, I was like, oh, it's you're just happy that it all happened. But like one, upon rewatch, yeah. maybe it's not really like that great a story or maybe it didn't need to be made. I, I don't think anybody's going to see this movie except for the people who really want to see it. I, I, I don't because like the theater things is in a weird. I know theaters are opening, but like my theater's not opening, you know, and like it, it's even confusing. I had to go look it up and see Um not everywhere has like AMC theaters. And uh, I think like there's been so much back and forth with when the theaters are opening. Oh, now where they're not going to open. Now this movie's getting pushed back. Now, now this is coming forward. It's like, I think we're in a weird, I feel like the movie theaters need to be open for a little bit of time before. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be right. This isn't the movie to, they're like, so they're selectively opening. It's not going to do well in the theater. It's not. That mm. means the only people who are going to be jumping to see it right when it comes out are the people who want to pay $25 to rent Bill, or buy mm-hmm. or rent Bill and Ted 3, which I don't think is a large selection of the population. No, yeah. You're right. It's not I It's think, not a good movie to test like movies on. People people that people in the circles we run in, yeah. they they tend to think that this is on the same level as like Ghostbusters or some other like it it's not. The Bill when, Ted it's a cult movie. It's a cult movie and it's got a cult following. And uh having said all that though, I'm very excited about the possibility of it being like everything it could be. And the, the thing that I get stressed about is from the clips and trailers, like you, they've only kind of shown, a, they haven't really explored the movie. Like I, I feel like you kind of only see maybe something from the first couple minutes and maybe a smattering from, from throughout. But if the movie, I, we still can't figure out what the runtime is. I thought it was two hours. It might be an hour and a half, whatever. It's the, the length of a movie. There's going to be a lot in there. And the thing I worry about, my biggest fear, and I'm not trying to be negative is that I had, you know, we talked about the dumb and dumber two thing where it was like, well, the trailers aren't good. It's kind of weird. But once you're in the movie, like it, it'll all be fine. And you quickly realize like five minutes in like, Oh, mm-hmm. Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey just don't, they don't, they're not playing these characters the same. And though I think Keanu Reeves and Alex winter hold those characters near and dear to their heart. Maybe it's unfair to even think that 60 year old Keanu Reeves can tap into whatever energy he had when he was 25. Um, 
I, I hope so. But the thing about Ted specific, we're having like a deep discussion about this, which is what I love right now. Uh, Ted, that character specifically was a little bit more high strung than Keanu Reeves has ever actually been. Like Keanu Reeves is kind of subdued and kind of talks with that lower register, especially these days, a little bit of a rasp to his voice. So like, I hope it wasn't too big of a struggle or I hope it's not too weird to see him try to go to those, those Ted places, you know, where he's like, gleeful and happy and like yeah, goofy like, and aloof like and- where he's like yes bill when he does that part like i love that part um also i wish napoleon would be in this movie because that fucking shit where he goes to the water park is the funniest thing of all time yeah i'd love to see that yeah i completely agree with you i think we should take it seriously i think that um the first two bill and ted movies are awesome and i'd really like to have this one be able to be held up high in that place yeah. and yeah i'd love to love it but hey, jake, i don't want to get too excited yet jake abby touched on something does this movie if it if it doesn't live up to expectations or it's just kind of mediocre or whatever does that does that affect the first two at all your viewing experience or or how, how, what is your viewpoint on that argument in general no i don't think so i i think there are plenty of you know franchises out there that have you know, a, a stinker in there that, I mean, you know, you were just talking, you were just talking about dumb and dumber too. And that movie is really, really bad. And I rewatched it during quarantine. I bought it so I could watch it. Oh my God. I'm so sorry and, that that happened. And it's, it is awful, but you know what? The first dumb and dumber is still probably Jim Carrey's best movie ever. You know, like it's still, amazing and well done and very very funny and and when i rewatch that i don't think about dumb and dumber too so mm-hmm. i think it'll be fine if this movie sucks whatever it sucks like it'd be a bummer right um uh, but i mean we'll that's a i don't know yeah we've gotten through everything gonna... else this year so far so we've we been can... through listen we're we've, tough we've been through it all um yeah i think what's gonna end up happening is it's gonna come out and it'll do what it does and then a year from now or a year and a half or whenever the COVID stuff is kind of maybe in our rear view mirror, we're going to look back and go, wasn't that weird when Bill and Ted three came out in the middle of all that? And like, people are going to be like, it did like Jake, you made a good point. Like the people who are going to see this are the, like, I don't think there's like families who are flipping through the channels going, Whoa, I had no idea. Bill and Ted face the music was coming out. My plans are set for next Friday, but God, I hope they do. I hope they make a ton of money. Um, at least you can buy it. At least you don't have to pay $25 to rent it. I think that was a smart move. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I mean, I'd like to see it in the movie theater, but I don't, I just don't, I think it's too early. Honestly, we're going to, we're going to be. Yeah. The because, yeah. But I, I agree, Craig. I'm not going to, I, I, I feel really strongly against renting a movie for $20, mm-hmm. but if you're owning it, then okay. Um, it does come out next Thursday night in select theaters. So, uh, my plan, listen, the theaters are only selling, hear, hear me out. The theater we go to only has like 10 rows and they're only sell, selling 30% of the tickets. Why don't I just buy all the tickets and have my own private screening of Bill and Ted? Yeah. So you either you spend, might not even have to do that. Hey, <laughs> you might not have to do that. Just, just buy your own too. tickets and you're probably going to be the only people in the theater. We just walk in. Whoa, where is everybody, dude? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like we're, I'm acting like I don't remember what it was like at the movie theater right before quarantine. Like when yeah. we saw Dark Fate, we had the theater to ourselves completely. What's Dark Fate? What is Terminator? That? Oh, Terminator. Yeah. Last Next year. Topic. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a joke. You guys don't want to talk about it? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't. That's another movie I forgot existed. You're new. <laughs> <laughs> Almost human. <laughs> hey, that's the thing. Bill and Ted will not be worse than that movie. I will. I will guarantee that. Yeah. Um, well, cool. So definitely excited about Bill and Ted. I'm glad it's happening. It's something fun to look forward to. And, and if it, if it rules and it's amazing and funny and heartwarming, then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll either way, we're going to do a big review episode. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I kind of hope w- at least one of us loves it and two of us hate it. I feel like there's a good chance I'm going <laughs> to like it. At like on that, that's we'll why see. I'm trying to be so chill and like just cool to, about it. Chill about it. I'm just so chill. Cool. Um, hopefully, I'll love it though. Okay, cool. Well, let's move on to our next topic. By the way, this we're not doing fuck budget tonight, or we're, we're just kind of. I, I found some fun topics that I thought would be good for. I thought we were gonna do the uh, fake geek cred budget. The what? <laughs> What's <laughs> that? That's from. Oh shit! Hold on. <laughs> I'm so glad I brought that. I'm up. I'm glad you brought that up because I I meant to do this. It uh, she's talking about the iTunes reviews. 
we we got this really funny. I just typed in yes iTunes into iTunes. God damn it. We got this really funny iTunes review, and I meant to read a couple of these out loud at the beginning of the episode, but that's fine. We could do it right now, and then we'll, we'll go on our next topic. So what happened was we got this funny review, and I hate to even give them credit, but it, it made me laugh. Um, so last week, we got a review, and the headline on uh, iTunes, by the way, reviews are really important. We don't plug them enough. They help you get out there. They help you get into more ears and eyes and all that stuff. Um, the the headline was the positivity. <laughs> Let me read it again. Uh, the positivity only goes so far <laughs> with three out of five stars. And I'm going to read this review out loud. It says, I'm only 12 episodes in, by the way, like, I feel like if you've only listened to the first 12 episodes of Yes, Have Some, you have not, not. You haven't you don't know. You think you know, but you have no idea. I, I don't think we're the same people we were There's back a, then. Here's a lot of negativity coming that guy's way. <laughs> Literally, we do a fucking face turn. So it's that's a heel turn, by the way. Heel turn. Um, heel turn. He says, uh, I'm only 12 episodes in. But I was drawn to the podcast because it was nice to hear a show being positive about Ghostbusters 2016 as a counter to all of the negativity. By the way, what a weird... It's now that's when you're finding it? Like, who's like, I want to find a positive answer to the call podcast in 2020? Uh, the hosts are quick to jump into typical internet fanboy snark when it comes to things like the Star Wars prequels and Crystal Skull. Okay, time out. I want to know when we talked about Crystal Skull. <laughs> hey, we... We t- we did talk about Crystal Skull, but I remember I remember the the exact conversation was me saying that I watched it and I was like, oh, this isn't as bad as I remembered until I watched it like back to back with like the other three. I there was there was like a time where I watched all four movies and I and I remember being like, well, Crystal Skull is not awful. It's got a couple weird things in it, right? But I feel like I wasn't completely negative about the movie. Right, yeah. right. But then he says basically anything George Lucas has done other than the original, tri- which is so stupid. Like, what? First of all, like, okay, if your if your bar of judgment is, oh, they made fun of the prequel. Like, yeah, that's part of being a human being is you get to make fun of the Star Wars prequels, even if you like them. Yeah, and collect <laughs> them. Like, look at the pictures of my collection. Like, legitimately, it's. And then he says, I, yeah. it's like you get, and he's talking about George Lucas still. He says, it's like you get some imaginary geek cred by criticizing him. I'm like what? Yeah. I, I go around and I go, I go to Dragon Con and say, Hey guys, I'm, I'm the one who gets on the internet and criticizes George the Lucas. That, the fact that we're talking, the fact that we're talking about this guy's review is ridiculous because if he listens, he's going to be like laughing at us. For, Listen, he's, he's only 12. He's only 12 episodes in. He will not hear this for three years. Um, <laughs> but so I, I thought that was really funny. And then what the reason I wanted to read this is I, I said, Hey, if anybody can leave us an even funnier review, we'll, we'll send you some merch. And we got two, and, and these are people who are group therapy people. And I want to give them a shout out and read the reviews. I'll do it really quickly. The first First one says, I have listened to over 92 hours of this podcast. The first 91 hours were super positive. But then in hour 92, Jacob said he was not a fan of Crystal Skull. Typical internet snark. If I wanted to listen to fanboys complain, I would just watch Red Letter Media. Love the podcast. Uh, And I believe that was Aaron Knowles. Uh, So thank you for that. Thanks, dude. And then this one popped up today from Snyder Cut for Life. (laughs) and it says yhs is my favorite podcast take a listen you'll love them that said you should be aware of the whole dc thing essentially dc can do no wrong with them like the other week jake was like aquaman is hands down the best movie featuring a shark (laughs) it's like dude Hold on. It's like, dude, have you ever seen Deep Blue Sea or Jaws 4? And Craig and Abby are always going on about Batman versus Superman is the Irishman of superhero movies. (laughs) If you can get past that stuff, I'm sure you'll fall in love with this fun, fantastic podcast and their charming hosts. Uh, I love that. I do, too. Thanks for leaving reviews. I want that one taken down immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Hands down. It's Jake's like like Jake. Jake's actually worried that like someone's going to read that and not realize that it's tongue in cheek and they're going to report you again in the, in the jaws group. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, we're removing Jacob Wallace from the Jaws fan group. Uh, he loves Aquaman. He says it's the best shark movie he's ever seen. Um, guys, thank you for those. Keep the reviews coming. It, actually, can you get, now here's your new challenge. Leave okay. some, leave some real reviews because <laughs> I don't want everyone's going to read this. But what the fuck is this shit? Okay, moving on. We've got poster stress. Now, this stems from a conversation that Jake and myself were having the other night about uh, movie posters, but we had not talked about this specifically. This kind of blew up on uh, Twitter this week. Uh, this guy, Creepy Duck Design, made a fan-made Scream 5 movie poster. Now, Scream 5 hasn't even started filming yet. It's just in the casting phase. They've been announcing, you know, David Arquette, Courtney Cox are coming back, Nev Campbell and all that. So this poster comes out. And I knew it wasn't real, but the only reason I didn't know, well, I knew it wasn't real for two reasons. One, they haven't started filming yet because of COVID and they wouldn't put out a poster that early. And two, I knew it wasn't real because I liked it and I never like movie posters from major studios. So, um, I guess before we get into the discussion though, I don't want to speak for everybody. Jake, what did you think of this fan made poster? I mean, um, I guess it's fine. Like, I, it, it is cool. Like, it looks it looks better than some of the other screen posters I've seen. Right. But it's like, I don't know. A, a fan poster never gets me very excited because it's a fan poster. Okay. That's not I, – I, I really like it a lot because I think it captures – I'll put it this way. If it was real, I'd be like, oh, I'm surprised a studio did something semi-interesting. I mean, I think – Yeah, the, I, I agree with that. I think the Ghostbusters Afterlife poster is the most interesting studio released poster I've seen in years because at least it's not just it's not just Photoshop. A yeah. Photoshop like whatever. It's got interesting colors and and it's the perspective. It's, it, yeah, it's not just the Ghostbusters logo and it's not like a weird Photoshop of whatever. So anyways, this led to a yeah. abroad. Well, Abby, what what did you think of this? I poster? like it. I think it's very nice. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a dope poster, and it doesn't look like most movie posters. Um, and I think that more movie posters should be made by like passionate fans. Um, I think that Baby Driver was a good example of a movie that had like a very cool artistic looking um, aesthetic. Oh yeah, who did? Was that Rory Kurtz that did that original poster? I don't I think it was, know. but it was somebody. Either way, let's not talk about Baby Driver. Um, this is a. I think it's a very cool poster, and. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about the new movie, and I don't know if Sydney's going to be in it or not. But I think it's I think it's a cool concept this person came up with, and the fact that they like the Scream movies is probably why it's cool and yeah. why it stands out from like a studio poster. But this kind of led to the discussion Jake and I were having the other night, and Jake, I'll, I'll kind of let you take the lead on it because I know you felt pretty passionate about it. We, we were kind of talking about how bad movie posters are and how like the movie poster used to be like everything. Like if you look at posters from the forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, they are these really beautiful artistic, you know, sometimes paintings, sometimes whatever, what, you know what I'm saying? Everybody knows what old movie posters look like compared to like what Disney puts out for Avengers. So um, I guess the question I wanted to pose to everybody is Jake, why, why is it, that when the new Avengers poster comes out, even though it's the biggest movie in the world, even though everybody's going to go see Avengers, wh- why do the posters look so bad? Like you're an artist. Tell me well, what's going on over there. Well, I mean, the, the, I think the main reason is because studios just don't care and, and, and they'll just, they just need to do whatever is quick. And, and, and I'm guessing there's probably a team of people whose job it is to just make, you know, promotional images and, and stuff like that. But it's weird because, you know, Avenger, like all the big movies, you, you can see, like, if, if you get on like voodoo or, or any of those like streaming websites and you look through all the like free movies yeah, and look at their posters a lot, especially like a lot of the, a lot of the, the VHS covers of movies from like the nineties comedies, especially like the comedies. Yeah. The photoshops are all so bad. Like there'll be weird, like sizing issues. Like someone's hand won't make sense. Like it's just like, who is doing, it's not even professionals that are making these movie posters and VHS covers, but I think it's happening now because it's just it's just easy they probably can they probably whip those up pretty quickly 
they don't have to pay an artist to, you know, take weeks to paint something. Um, you know, like everybody knows who Drew Struzan is and he was the best that they'll, you know, there will ever be at making movie posters, but there are other people out there who also paint really well. And there is a, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who buy, like, you know, we all buy prints. A lot of people buy prints from Mondo or just whatever, but there's like a whole community of artists out there who just paint movie posters for, you know, like for, for, for people, you know, unlicensed things for people to buy and hang on their wall. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just hire those people. Just mm -hmm. hire some of these people to make movie posters because the stuff they're doing is better than the stuff we're getting. I agree. Yeah. It, it is weird to me that like you've got, I mean, there's some Mondo artists like, gosh, now I'm drawing blanks. I mean, I know I mentioned uh, Rory Kurtz, but like, uh, you know, Ollie Moss or Ken Taylor or who who's the guy who does... I, Gosh, I, I'm drawing a blank, but he does the, the the ones that end up going um, for a lot of money. It's not always my style. I'll skip it. Uh, but also Jason Edmondson, like yeah, Jason Edmondson. I, I mean, like there, there's there's a very like every now and then a movie will come out and it will be, you know, it will have a paint a painting for the poster, or it will be you know a, a digital art by one of these artists, but yep. usually. Usually the only time that happens is when it's directors who are like tuned into that community. Like, you know, Guillermo del Toro does like paintings and stuff for his sometimes. And, you know, it's like people like that, you know, uh, who, who, who seek it out because, because that's what they want, you know? Yeah. Um, and like the thing that's frustrating is like, when you think about Drew Struzan, like he, he wasn't just doing like star Wars and Indiana Jones. Like he was doing like every, everything, like even like Mr. Mom and, and just weird comedies and, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And like those, this is where, this is what I'm worried about guys. I'm worried about the children because when I think back to iconic movie posters, like back to the future, like teen wolf, I'm just on a Michael J. Fox cake right now, apparently or the original star Wars posters or whatever. Big Trouble, Little China. I've never seen that movie, but I know the poster. Isn't that weird? I've never seen that, which is also weird. I'm prop. There's my Greek. There goes my geek cred, by the way. Uh, sorry, Mister Man on the internet, but I know the image. That image is in like burned into my brain. And like, think about how bad, just how fucking awful. Not even just like comedies, like major, big budget. Like when I think about. All of the MCU, like the Captain Marvel, Black Panther, uh, Black Widow, Avengers, Ant-Man, all of those posters are literally the same. They're like interchangeable. Yeah. And I just think it's kind of like, I'm sure any of these artists would, you know, do a commissioned piece and, and, and I don't know, I, I guess Disney just doesn't care. Like Disney's like, cool, Craig, Avengers made yeah, $10 they, billion, dollars, but... Just that's not that's not what they're making the money from. So it's just it, right. it, it, it's something that they used to have to spend a lot of money on. And now they're just they just don't have to. So they don't. Yeah. I, yeah. But it's just it bums me out because like I, I think of like a 24, like Abby, you mentioned, like they're as a as a as a production house, their aesthetic is amazing. And like they run their their company like a record label where when a new movie comes out, I'm like, oh, cool. What's the merch going to be? What's the, oh my God. I'm just looking at the like 30 worst movie posters of all time. And oh, that's a fun list. What, what's number one? Um, or let, why don't you, let me finish my thought about A24. Then I want you to read the top five on, on that, that list. Um, I guess I had nothing else to say other than uh, I love what A24 does. And I think they specifically put a lot of effort into the kind of artistic integrity of the pieces of the movie that exist outside of the movie, like the posters or the merch or the shirts or whatever. And, and I really like that. And I respect it. Yeah. Like, it builds value in the brand of the company and it makes like, there's the, an extended thing that you can collect if you really love what movie to be able to have. It's like a, like it's almost like they're a band and they've got their merch. Yeah. And I know cool. other, they're not, the, I mean, you, I think Bloomhouse does it to a certain extent, but not like them. And like, I feel like A24 is one of those companies where like when they have a movie coming out, I want to see it no matter what the genre is. Like probably how Miramax was in like 1995. So um, 
speaking of that, there's a new A24 movie coming out with Bill Murray and Rashida Jones, and the trailer came out today. No. Oh. So there. All right. Abby, top five worst movie posters of all time. I'm trying to pick the ones that people will recognize the names from. Uh, X-Men First Class is on here. That's a, um, that's a bad poster. You've got the first one, which I don't, I don't, these aren't listed like 10 through whatever. It's just a bunch of them on a blog. Um, the Million Dollar Arm with John Hamm is a terrible poster. Dracula Untold. Um, and who is Corky Romano? <laughs> and the one that I was showing you was The Heat with Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock, which is just a god awful. It just dude, you know what's a bad poster, Jake? The you least know, inspired thing I've ever seen. Jake, I'm about to tell you a bad poster. That that final answer the call poster with all of them and Chris Hemsworth. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's a bad poster. That's a good example of what we're talking about. Yeah. It sure. it doesn't look like human beings put that together. It looks like it was like a robot concoction. Like it doesn't. It it's not like there's no vision. It's possible. It's possible that that is how it's done. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Like it's it's almost human, but it's not. You know, it's, like not, it's, a, it's not a big old robot. It's not a big old robot. Oh my god! Fuck. Um, the snark I I leave. The, the positivity only goes so far. Positivity is over. We should have an alarm that goes off when the po- positivity has gone so far and it can't go any further. You know what stresses me out, Jake, as a collector? When you see somebody who's got like a cool like theater room or, or set up, but like they've just got like kind of not great posters in like Michael's frames, like instead of having cool like alternative. Yeah, I'm being clicky and judging. I'm not being clicky. I'm just saying if you're going to spend. If you had a hundred dollars to spend on a cool poster for a movie you like, I yeah. promise you, no, there's, I understand. There's probably a cooler one than the one that you bought, and I'm not even talking about a specific person. I'm just saying in general. It's all about how you display it. <laughs> and this is when the positivity has left the building. Uh, this is not, and we just talk about people's shitty frame jobs. I'm not being. I'm not even talking about the frame. I'm not even being negative. I'm saying that like people should call Jake. I buy all my yeah. things from Michaels. Do you I know, think you guys should be consultants for toy out. rooms Fuck and for that. posters? I didn't, yeah. I didn't mean to say Michaels frames. All my frames are from Michaels. I'm not even talking about the frames. I'm talking about like if you like Jaws and Jaws is your favorite movie, but you buy a, a reprinted 11 by 17 Jaws poster from Dragon Con and put it up, like don't do that. There's something right. better. I promise you. I think it can look good. It just depends on how it's done. Uh, I think if it's an original one sheet, that's pretty cool. Like I, I buy, I have a couple just regular movie posters, but I try to get, like I have the Jurassic Park and the Ghostbusters two and Jaws: The Revenge and a couple other movies, but they're but they're like the original run one sheet posters, right? And that is why I'm wrong because Jake just proved my point. I have yes. no idea what I'm talking about. Um. By the way, I completely forgot I ordered that Drew Struzan Back to the Future 3 screen print, and I want to know where the – where is it? It hasn't come yet. I'm very nervous. Mm. All right. Um, <laughs> I did find the five worst things that make your movie posters suck. Okay. Number one is inhuman photoshopping. Yes. Two, cheesy posing. Three, unreadable text. Four, sensory overload. And five, unbearably unsettling imagery. Like what? Like a picture of Jared Leto's face. Oh, like up close. Get, get that away from me. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. Um, well, cool. Anything else on posters before we move on to our final topic of the evening? No. I'm good. No. Jake's ready. I'm ready. Okay. What? Let's move. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, market. <laughs> Do you guys like earlier I was criticizing nobody? Just like this imaginary person I've made yeah, up? Yeah. yeah. This... It's an amalgam of like photos you see on Instagram that you like get mad at late at night. Like, listen, yeah, that makes, listen, man. Come on, man. This you is had a bad day. Yeah, you, you, you get on your podcast let it out on the listeners. That's okay. Absolutely, they give us five dollars a month. And we should, you know, criticize some, their decorating some, abilities. Some of them do. Not all. Not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to talk about a little bit of remake stress now. I'm, uh, I'm excited. Remake. About- R- 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 remake. Okay, it's like Sprite remake. Okay, I don't know what's happening with me. I, I've had too much sugar. Oh, all right. Mm. <sighs> Jake, are you still hosting? I'm, I, I thought what I was, happened? but you're. What's were, happening? I'm just, I, I'm just looking at Abby, this, and she. This feels like early. Uh, this is like we don't know what we're doing. Right you know here. what it is? It's because that we know that guy. Listen. Yeah, it's I because we're in this loose setup. I don't. 
I don't want people to have to go back to 2016 to find out what we were like. We will just be 2016 for you. <laughs> yes, that's in what 2020. It is. Um, okay, cool. We're going to talk about remakes. This popped up yesterday, and I thought it would be controversial, and it, it turns out it was. Deadline reports that Will Smith and Kevin Hart are remaking planes, trains, and automobiles. Before we talk about it, on Twitter, somebody replied to this news with Steve Martin is rolling in his grave. <laughs> and, and Steve Martin replied, not yet. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. That's funny. So <laughs> I guess this stems from Will. I saw an interview with Will Smith a couple weeks ago where he said that him and Kevin Hart had been working really hard to try to partner up on a project. And I remember watching that interview and I was like, why? I do not understand Kevin Hart. I get, I like Will Smith. I've always liked Will Smith. Most Will Smith movies, not bright written by Max Landis, but most Will Smith movies I really like. I also not suicide squad. Mm. What I'm saying is I like Will Smith and I will watch him in. And not wild wild west. Or, or, or I am legend. Or I am legend. <laughs> or, or I robot. After yeah. earth. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, or there's a cutoff period. Any, anything after 99. In the last 15, 20 years. What I'm saying is when but I'm watching Independence Day or Men or in, I Robot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Men in Black is great, though. Or Aladdin. Aladdin. Okay. None of Will those Smith count. Not good Still love him. We love him. <laughs> the we does not include me. Okay. We love about three of his movies. You know what was funny, though? This seems to be happening a lot lately, but Jake, you and I were talking about planes, trains, and automobiles uh, this week, I think. We kind of, we touched on how great it was. Oh, you know what it was? Uh, I think we were recording an episode. We were. We talked about it on the Patreon episode mm-hmm. Yeah, that Abby missed out on. She's giving me a dirty look. Without me. I don't like all the separate podcasting. Um, on, it, it's really fun. We had a 50-minute conversation. We recorded the whole thing. It was just a regular phone call. But we touched on the difference of modern comedies versus the stuff like John Hughes was writing and – some of the yeah. great comedies of yeah. of, uh, of the 80s and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, things that aren't 100%. I wasn't there for this conversation, but I assume it's like stuff that wasn't 100% comedy. It's like it had real dramatic moments or maybe scary moments like Ghostbusters, like to have that confluence and blending of different yeah. I mean, just things. well-written movies with well-written characters. So, Jake, I know you love uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles or uh, PTA. That's what I call it. And uh, I don't PT know. PTA and A. Well, I want to have a measured conversation and I know shit's about to hit the fans. So uh, I'm going to, I've been starting off with Jake the whole time. I'm going to start off with Abby. Abby, what would you think about this news? I can't think of any remake that's okay or that's good, honestly. So the news is not really exciting to me. I don't love uh, Kevin Hart, Will Smith. We just had our discussion and breakdown on him. We like three like tenths of his like <laughs> stuff, but is that a bad fraction? I don't know. Three tenths? It's pretty good. Um, but when sure. it comes to this, yeah, like it feels like it doesn't really need to happen. It feels like maybe they've been wanting to do a project together and this was like somehow fall, fell on their laps. And I was like, all right, so it's like a travel comedy. And I, I can't imagine it's going to have the kind of heart that the original had. I remember well, playing. Well, Kevin Tra- Hart wasn't in the first one. Uh, it's not going to have it. H-E-R, H-E-A-R-T. Gotcha. Um, okay, cool. So I remember this yeah, movie. But- what? What did he say? I think he said Gebhardt. Keep oh, going. Gebhardt. Oh, that's funny. That's Gebhardt. Yeah. Okay. Gebhardt. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm now very aware of that. Now, now when- that's the planes, trains, and automobiles I want to see. Mose oh, my and, God. Mose and Gebhardt. <laughs> Fuck. That's like dream casting right there. Could yeah, you, it is. Could you imagine that? Yeah. Well, also, that's kind of the thing. You want to feel a little bit bad for one of these people. And neither Kevin Hart nor Will Smith do. I think of both of them as very charismatic, like not like they're the the straight man, not like the, you know, uh, someone was like I, what I was saying. What I was thinking is maybe this movie could have come out like 10 years ago with Zach Galifianakis and Ed Helms. And I probably wouldn't have liked it then, but it might have I mean, made more it, sense. Have you never what's that movie with Zach Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr.? It's due date. It's literally. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is not an unfamiliar concept. Right. To do like the bu- the buddies that you didn't think would become buddies by the end of the long trip. Right. Um. Okay, Jake, what what was your initial yeah. take? Um my initial take was to roll my eyes so hard that they got stuck and they started hurting. You need to hit your head. 
<laughs> no, I just think like um, movies are going to get remade, remade over and over, and there's nothing that anybody can do to stop that. Um, but you, you know, I, I don't. There are some Will Smith movies that I love, but they're all much older, earlier Will Smith movies. And then at a certain point, he stopped working for me. Like it just didn't. I was like, oh no, this is not. I don't like this anymore. And um, that doesn't mean I think he doesn't have the potential to make another good movie, but he he just hasn't shown me that. Um, Kevin Hart, I haven't I haven't seen like too much stuff with him in it. I saw I, I thought he was really funny in Jumanji. Yeah. Um, but I don't see these two actors making a version of planes, trains, and automobiles that's better than what is maybe like a perfect movie in the original and it's super well and and that kind of you know one of the questions you you brought up here was like why are some remakes okay and some aren't it's because like when you do a remake there needs to be a reason that you're doing that maybe maybe uh it's a readaptation of a book or other source material and the first didn't you know come across the way it should have maybe the original is just not good or not looked upon as well and people are like maybe we should make a new one so it's not you know like there are reasons but if a movie is very very good and generally like look you know i'm sure there are people out there who don't like planes trains and automobiles and i'm sure there are people who think it's just fine but generally the overall consensus is that it is a great movie all the way around, written, acted. It's got two of the funniest people that ever lived in it. It's got, like you were saying, it's got heart in it. It's got, you know, pain and emotion, and it's very funny. What's the what's the reason? If you if you can't improve on that, then don't try yeah. it. And I guarantee you, Kevin Hart and Will Smith are not gonna improve what we already have. Yeah. You can't take a slice from the original pie and like mix it into a casserole and make it better. It's it's not going to yeah. be the original thing. Yeah, and I think it's it's one of those things where when they make these announcements, my my reaction is never like, oh, there they go, there goes Hollywood again. Re- like remakes, like they also remakes have existed forever. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they they announced they're doing a new uh, Three Men and a Baby with Zac Efron, and everybody was like, God, Hollywood's just out of idea. It's like. <laughs> Guys, I hate to break it to you. Three Men and a Baby was a remake. <laughs> so it's like, it's going to happen and that's fine. But Jake, I, I really can't put it into better words than what you just said, which is like, you've got really perfect source material. And it's not like, it's not like that movie was made in the fifties. Like it's still on. We watch it all the time. It's on on Thanksgiving. You can rent it, buy it at the store. And Steve Martin's still alive. And obviously, you know, John Candy left us way too early, but, mm-hmm. um, it, the, these are very much that movie came out in our lifetime. We were probably like three or four or whatever. So we, we, I think it's a tougher pill to swallow. And it's also not a, I, I don't know if people does the, does the name of that movie drive people to the theater more? I don't than- think anyone's going to see this movie because they liked the original. I think it's just going to have a whole brand new audience of people who are unaware of the yeah, first one. I agree. I yeah. mean, I, I, I mean, like, I would watch it. Like, I'll see it. You know, sure. I, I want to see what it's all about, but it's like I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. There's probably not like, plan. It's like one of those movies that like everybody loves, but it's not. I mean, I, I don't know. It's not like I don't think it's driving it's the you know the the source material is is driving people to the theater to watch it's a million dollar you know it's, a, a lot of a lot of people really like will smith and a lot of people really <laughs> like kevin Hall. i just imagine uh there's a boardroom meeting and there's a guy with like a big chart and he's like our research shows that this man is what we need. Like they flip it over. It's just a giant picture of Steve Martin. They're like, if we can tap into that, we can bring the, and then they flip it over again. It's just a giant picture of Kevin Hart. Like I I do hope that, I mean, listen, I hope it's like, we always say this. I'm not going to, there's not movies that come out that I want to root against Snyder cut actually, but 
I think like um, just I kidding. saw that the person writing it worked on the Carmichael show, which I know you and I, Craig, both really liked. So I, it could, you know. I think maybe. if if they tap into that same the stuff that Jake was talking about, where that movie has heart, it has pain, it has like real emotion as you you go on this adventure with these two. If like, it's nothing like any of Will Smith's recent movies <laughs> for the last ten years. Then it'll yeah, be good. Yeah, that'll be good. If it, if there's not a giant spider at the end, well, actually, that might be kind of fun. I um, want one at the end of that movie. Who knows? You know what? I've never saw Hancock. Is that good? I never saw it. I didn't or see Hitch. that, but I did. I did watch uh, The Pursuit of Happiness, and that's that's a pretty good movie. It is not a comedy. No, right. yeah, I watched that with my I mom. Think, I remember. I was like, "This is heavy." You know what? You know what it is about Will Smith, and I'm just gonna say it. I don't think his decision making is very good because Will Smith passed on playing Neo in the Matrix was awesome. You know what he did instead? Wild Wild West. He passed on playing Django in Django Unchained, which I'm glad he did because Jamie Foxx fucking is amazing and he's better than Will Smith at literally everything, including rapping and singing. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And acting. (laughs) And stand-up comedy. Yeah. Um, but I, I, mean, I, I worry about Will Smith's judgment. That's what I'm worried about. Do you know how bad he was in Suicide Squad? They're doing a sequel to Suicide Squad, and they're bringing back some of the original cast, and Will Smith's not part of it. Oh. <laughs> and he... <laughs> Yikes. And he's, and he's a, you know, he's a name. It's like, hey, Margo, are we, uh, am I not going to be there? We're not, I'm not going to be on set? <laughs> Oh my God. So anyways, um, last topic, uh, that kind of falls under this. And we, I think we've probably touched on this before, but it's always fun. Well, I guess we didn't get to this part, but who cares? Yeah. We, we don't know what the movie is. So are there other actors that could pull it off? Sure. But like, there's no two actors I could think of where it was like, now that's how you remake playing. You need John Hughes to write it. Like you need that. It's got to have that magic and that heart and experience from life, like put into the story. I feel like the, the screenwriter is like a dying breed. Like you, you think like a, concoction now of like too many cooks. Like, you know, the you know, those memes that go around, they're like, we put a hundred hours of, you know, Batman scripts into a thing and it spit. Like, I think that's what these movies are these days. But anyways, um, okay. Are there movies that should never be touched? And I'm talking about no more remakes, no more sequels, no more reboots. There should be, you know how there's like a hall of fame in sports. There should be some sort of retirement trophy. There should be some sort of governing body that every year votes in a couple movies that protect that are just protected. Yeah. It's called the Y yeah, sure. the YHS Movie Legacy Protection Program. <laughs> we could do better. Should we workshop no, it? No, whatever the MLPP. MLPP. <laughs> the YHS I like the double P, cool. The YHS MLPP. Uh my question <laughs> my question MLPP. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Oh my god, we've gone well, off. Well, should the rails. we stop? Jake. Do you have a couple movies that you, if if we were voting, you know what? I actually want to make this now. This is going to become, we need to think of a better name, but I think every year we should do an episode where we each get to vote in two movies that have ultimate protection. FPP, Film Protection uh-huh. Program? Sure. Legacy Film, LFPP. We're going to leave you doing that. Jake, do you have a submission? Yeah, uh, Jaws. Okay. I have that on mine too. That's our first. Yay! Yeah. Welcome. <gasps> can we have? Can it be like WWE? Can we like have a, an induction ceremony and just have speeches? It, it's the kind of thing where like we couldn't like who can we get from Jaws to make the acceptance speech? And it's like it, you just go like <laughs> like we'll just have to have that dude that was on a couple weeks ago to talk about the orca. <laughs> <laughs> the kid from the beach. <laughs> Close personal friend of the Ke- Kittner boy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Abby, do you have a submission? Yeah, Back to the Future. Okay. Don't touch it. Also, I have Jurassic Park, but I mean, I know there's been others, but don't remake it. Don't don't try to remake Jurassic it. Park yeah, can't, doesn't some, qualify. I think some movies are. I think you can do different things like Jurassic Park. I would say no, pr- protect it as far as a remake, but the sequels, sure. I'm putting The Shining on say, that list. I would say that about a bunch of movies. Like I would say for Ghostbusters, protect it 
don't ever let them try to like remake the first Ghostbusters. But you know, you mean again? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that you know that was a complete. I mean, don't make another Ghostbusters movie that has like Vankman and Egon, like a remake of the first movie. Gotcha, gotcha, Mm gotcha. All right, so so far in the YHS MLPP. 2020 induction. the LFPP. We've got Jaws, we've got Back to the Future, and we've got Ghostbusters. Well, we're really thinking outside. Jurassic of Park and The Shining. Okay. Now you're just naming movies. Well, no, I already named I, those. No, no, no. I don't agree with The Shining because okay. there's a there's a there's a Shining. You can put it in, but I don't agree with it because there's a Shining book that is so different from the Shining movie. Yes. And I want a movie based on that book. Okay. That would count as the is a remake. All right. Well, you, now you've convinced me because I've read that book and I'd like to see it as a movie as well. I love <laughs> this. I love what we're doing. The I like LFPP. The- we should get like uh, t-shirts, <laughs> jackets, and have like a like count the minutes and take notes for our. I like it. I'm okay. Doing that. Here come my two submissions. I'm thinking outside of the box here. Okay. Not just the, the everybody knew we were going to pick Jaws and. Back to the Future and Ghostbusters. So my two submissions are, number one, the movie that should never be touched or remade because I find it to be perfect. I think you're going to say the same thing I I wrote. No. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but no. Shawshank Redemption. And here's why. What'd you say? Go ahead. Tell me why. Because I love it. And... (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm sure I've never read the uh, short story series or, or whatever uh, Stephen King did, the six-part novella, novel, whatever it was. I never read it, but I think it's a perfect – it's one of those movies that I think is perfect, and I think Tim Robbins is amazing, and I think Morgan Freeman is amazing, and I just don't think there's much else that you could do to improve upon that film. All right. Jake, what do you think about that? I I agree, but also Shawshank is just I, I I do think it's a great movie, but it's not one of those movies that if if they were saying they were remaking it, I don't think I I would care so much. I, I just like I do think that movie's great, but I don't have like an attachment to it. Okay, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and my second submission, and this kind of falls in line. This is what got me thinking about all this when we were talking about planes, trains, automobiles. My second submission is the movie Stripes. John Candy, Harold Ramis, Bill Murray. I'm sure Sure. you could do it. Yeah, you can't get that chemistry back. Honestly, Ivan Reitman announced that he was remaking Stripes as a TV show, and it doesn't seem to be happening. So I don't want to root against our friends at Ghost Corps and Montecito, but I (laughs) (laughs) I just don't think that they should touch it. And I've said what I needed to say. Protected. You have been I agree. protected. I agree with now, I hope that future home media releases of all these films have some, like, you know, the Rotten Tomatoes uh, stamp on it, like certified fresh. Yeah. We need the certified protected YHS stamp on all these films. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Certified protected. I like that. Um, what I want to do is I want to, we'll keep this list and we'll, we'll make a post and then we're not going to do this all the time. Once a year, every August 19th. Yeah, we have the induction ceremony, yes. which is what we just did. Yeah, I think it's fun. Listen, if you have any other movies that you think belong on the list, let us know. Get on Yes Have Some Facebook Group Therapy, which is our official Facebook group. And uh, that that was fun. I'm glad that we ended on that note. That was good stuff. Me too. Um, listen, I don't have anything else. Uh, Jake, anything else this evening? No, I think I think we hit some good. <laughs> Sounds like Jake left. Good stuff. Jake, where, where did what? you did you go out for a second? You you seemed far away for a moment. I was uh I was tr- reaching for my coin. Oh. I was like stretching my body out to try to get my <laughs> coin, which landed on the other side of the room, and then you you called on me. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, when the teacher asks you to turn the lights on in class. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> it's exactly like oh, that. I don't want yeah. to. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Abby, anything else this evening? No, that's it. I don't like when the teacher calls on me. Yeah, it sucks. Class. Fuck, fuck that. Fuck teachers. No, mm-hmm. just kidding. You did great. 
Thank you. Um, okay, coming up. Yes, have some in the next couple of weeks. Next weekend, or no, I should say this weekend, we have the DC Fandom. So we should be getting our first Suicide Squad trailer and our first Batman trailer, or at least our first look at the new Batman movie. So that's something that we will be covering uh, next week. And then, of course, we've got Bill and Ted happening at the end of next week. And uh, man, it, it feels like we're starting to have some stuff going on. And, and I like that. Yeah. It's more than just like a, there's been little tricklings and shakings up and I feel like now it's kind of a steady stream of stuff coming in and like things we're looking forward to doing. Well, here's the thing. It's almost September, which means we could be getting a Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer number two in the next, you know, 12 weeks. God, I hope so. I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm so sad. Um, well, listen, like I said earlier. We're here for you and each other through the whole process. Hey, also, last plug, I promise, if you want to get a Yes Have Some official t-shirt, it's one of the best ways to help support the brand. Uh, you can get that. You can get and uh, oh. I had I heard another uh, echo. You can get it. You can get it. You can get it. <laughs> oh, my God. You can go to uh, Below the Collar slash YHS podcast and uh, find yourself a yes, have some t-shirt. We got some really cool designs up there and uh, our good friend, Ghostbusters community legend, GB max all the way in Italy bought one of our new shirts and uh, he, he was posting it on Instagram and uh, I really liked that. I, I, yeah. I like to see, I, I like knowing that we've made it into Italy. Yeah. I like that he bought one. That's really nice. Because like, he could have just printed it. Because he's done that. But he bought it. That's very nice. John Yurkaba did not sell a shirt. He had his artwork stolen by GB Max. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, guys. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you're subscribing on whatever podcast platform you use, including the Anchor app, Anchor.fm. Is that what it's called? I, you're... How would I know? I just take my $3. You just told us about it. Yeah. Anchor.fm. You can get an app. You can stream us there. Of course, we're on iTunes and Spotify. Keep those reviews coming. We love you guys. We love the support. We've got some fun stuff coming up for Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh. My name is Craig Goldberg saying, if you're going to remake planes, trains, and automobiles, those are two pillows. Bye. (laughs) Two faces teaming with the Joker is confusing to me. Harvey's intellect, coupled with the Joker's chaos, is a dangerous combination, and their attacks have become relentless. I think it may be time to call in some help. Alfred, I need some more milk for my golden grams. I spent the early morning going through the recordings of the police scanners from late last night. Seems like something big is about to go down. I don't think that vigilante justice is what this city needs or what this city wants. It's what this city has earned. Now, I'm going to shave. And I shaved yesterday. And I'm actually pretty surprised. In one day... It's it's pretty stubbly, but I need a smooth face so I can look into the eyes of darkness.